Good morning, everyone. Today we are going to talk about worry, and today's message is called Do Not Worry. And I know quite a lot about this subject of worry, not because I'm a counsellor, but actually because when I was a wee girl, I used to worry all the time about everything. And this appeared in old photographs of Newtown Hamilton Primary School on Facebook uh, um, maybe a few weeks ago. And I don't know if you can know which one is me, but I'm the one in green, the one that looks really, really worried. And that was just what I was like. Um, I remember crying in bed a lot of nights, crying about stuff I was worried about, like worrying about people that I love dying, worried about my siblings starting school. I was really, really worried about my sister starting school. She had a medical condition and the toilets in school, the, ground, the floor, the tiles were really slippy and I was just really, really worried about Jackie starting school. I was worried about library books, losing library books. <laughs> I was worried about big things and little things. I just worried so, so much. And then later on, whenever I grew up a little and whenever I became overwhelmed, I used to um, get a Bible. And in the Bible, in the index, was a list of things um, like what to do when you are lacking in faith, what to do when you are grateful, what to do when you are this and that. And every time I would look for what to do when you're worried and I would just go to that one and... I became very familiar with the passage that actually we're going to look at today, which is Luke chapter 12, and we're going to start on verse 22. David, David started us off in Luke 12 last week, and so we are, we are going to go back there today, um, and we're starting on Luke 22, but we will need to back up afterwards to get the context of the passage. So we're going to look at what Jesus says about worry, and the start of this little passage, it says, do not worry. So Jesus says, do not worry. So we're going to look at, um, at what he says. And then we're going to look at some keys to freedom from worry. You know, we sang there, this is what freedom looks like. And, and what would it be like for us? What would it be like for you or me to live totally free of worry, hands free of worry, heart free of worry, the lightness and the joy and the peace that might be in that. So we're going we're gonna to look at what Jesus says, we're going to go through these keys to freedom from worry, and then I'm going to lead us together in a prayer of relinquishment. We're going to relinquish our worries today, and as we do that, as we release and relinquish the worries, that frees us up to receive, to receive peace to receive the joy that comes from peace. Peace paves the way for joy. To receive the strength that peace brings. Um, so we're just going to ask the Holy Spirit to, to do a work today. And I've been praying that he will bring freedom. He will bring, he doesn't want us to worry. He doesn't want us to be carrying worries. 
So we're going to start there from um, verse 22. I'm going to read. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn. Yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than birds. You are more valuable than birds. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the wild flowers grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. And if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? Do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after such things, and your father knows what you need. He knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So that little passage I read starts off with therefore. So we do need to back up and look at the context of this. And so in verse 13, two brothers are arguing over their inheritance. And one of them comes to Jesus and he says, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. He comes to Jesus hoping Jesus will sort it out. Now Jesus who loves justice, by the way, you know, and hates injustice and righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Jesus has greater concerns here because he looks at this guy and he sees the heart. He sees under the worry. He sees the heart. And he says, he says, be on your guard against greed. Of course, Jesus doesn't beat around the bush. He goes straight to the heart of the money worries, the root of it was greed. And, and often that's how it is with worry. It's, um, you know, the worry is on the surface, but there's something deeper. Um, and it's not, it's not always greed. It, could, it can be other things. It could be fear. But um, in this case, the thing below the surface of the worry, it was greed. And Jesus went on then to, he took the opportunity to teach them a parable about a rich fool whose focus was storing up treasure on earth, but this guy wasn't rich towards God. All his focus, all his concern was on building bigger barns and storing up um, wealth and, and grain. And it's a sad story of a wasted life because that guy's life ended quite abruptly and he wasted his life. And I guess since I have been running like the grief group, 
and working a lot and we've experienced a lot of grief in um even in this church and it makes you think about life doesn't it? it makes you think about life and how precious life is and how precious every day is and, and we don't want i believe there's no one in this room that wants to wants to waste their life or even even let's not waste a, a day um and, and i often have this chat with rich as well um and just the urgency and the the concern we do not want to waste our lives and our purpose and worrying just zaps us and it steals so much so the context of this passage that jesus is teaching on worry that we're looking at today it's it's the context is actually on stuff it's about um, money it's about clothes what you what you will wear um it's about material stuff and we as christians we are not to worry about stuff jesus doesn't want us to be worried about stuff so it's the stuff we see it's our clothes style holidays appearance maybe how slim we are how fit we are um how nice our teeth are having a lovely home maybe having a nice garden with nice plants and there's nothing wrong with any of that stuff it's not bad <laughs> um it's just that it can creep in and take our focus and our attention and so that then that has implications for the kingdom fruit that we can bear you know elsewhere jesus talks about the cares of this life and how it chokes the word and it chokes the fruitfulness the fruit that we can bear and it can limit us and so so therefore it is really relevant and it's really really important um so if the thing that you worry about most or the thing that you has been concerning you and worrying you lately isn't material stuff then still listen because this is, it applies to other worries as well this um hopefully today we want we want freedom from all worries jesus is concerned about all our worries not just the material stuff um and he starts off in in verse 22 talking about worry and interestingly at the very end of that passage it's about the kingdom <laughs> it's about the kingdom so the fruit that we can bear our purpose the kingdom purposes and care about material stuff it's such a distraction from the kingdom from what god has for us from the fruit that he wants to bear us to bear and when i looked up actually the word worry it means um so the word is you probably not be able to say it marimneo but it actually means a distracting care and i thought that is such a good definition of worry isn't it you know a distracting care something that niggles at you and it's there in the background and you try and focus and that's in the background it keeps pulling you away and do you know i was thinking like if you or i were satan <laughs> thankfully we're not but if we were satan has schemes and patterns and you can work you know a scheme is something that um has a a pattern to it and becomes like you can predict it and he works by schemes and we're not to be ignorant of his schemes but um wouldn't the perfect scheme be like just plant a few wee seeds of worry and and then allow the humans to water the worries and look after them and tend them and give them attention and then the worry grows because what you water grows wouldn't that be like a clever scheme that would be much much easier than like um giving them too much of your energy and attention just 
sow those seeds and allow them to grow. Um, so do not worry, Jesus said, about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink. The root word actually, um, so I said that that word, uh, try and say it again, merimneo, a distracting care, the root of that is to scatter or divide. And, and again, isn't that what worry does? Like it pulls your mind in all different directions so that you, your mind is scattered <laughs> and pulled and divided all over the place and it renders us ineffective because we get confused <laughs> and distracted. It pulls our mind all over the place. I find this quote, I'm not quite sure who it is. Someone did attribute it to Winston Churchill. I don't know if it was, but it says worry is a thin stream of fear trickling through the mind. If encouraged, it cuts a channel into which all other thoughts are drained. It starts like a thin little trickle of fear and it quickly becomes a channel. And I was thinking as well, as I was pondering this, worry's a bit like a bully. Um, this, this worry bully that comes to us in the playground and comes to get from us, comes to get us, get our pocket money. But the more we give it, the more it comes back day after day. It wants more. It, it comes to distract, to steal our joy, steal our energy and our attention and to limit us. Um, and the more we give it, the more it wants. And Jesus says in verse 25, he says, Who of you by worrying can add a single R to your life? In other words, worrying is useless. It's silly. It doesn't help. Now, occasionally, actually, in my work, I sometimes meet people who, who believe that worry helps. But then when we, we begin to look at it together, we, rea we realize that's actually not true. Worry takes more than it gives. It, it doesn't help. So I'd say most of us probably here agree that worry um, isn't good, isn't helpful, that it's a waste of time and energy. But yet I wonder, is there anyone here that has never ever had a worry? Anyone? No. <laughs> if there is, fair play to you. But um, we struggle with worry, don't we, as humans? Because there are cares in this life. It is like a worrying time that we live in. But worrying, Jesus doesn't want us to worry. And now the truth that I've found is that like, we cannot stop the worrying thoughts coming in. But we do have some control, some choice then over what we do with those worrying thoughts. And there are ways of dealing with them. <coughs> And so we can tend to them, we can water them and encourage them to grow and look after them. And like chatting to David yesterday about the garden and I, I would love like a wisteria plant. I just think they're so beautiful. So I began to read up about wisterias and they take over. <laughs> I just thought that's a bit like a, a worry plant, isn't it? It just like needs a little bit of attention and it just takes over. So we can do that, we can tend to it, we can water it, we can allow it to flourish and take over. Or we can listen to what Jesus says and take action. And when Jesus says, do not worry. And so we're going we're gonna to look at these keys to freedom that I feel like that 
the Lord has just illuminated as I've been praying and preparing. Uh, and so whatever it is, whatever it is that you that is worrying you at present or has been worrying you or tends to worry you, this is this is for you. These are for you. And we just ask the Holy Spirit to come and to Holy Spirit, would you bring freedom? Would you illuminate? Would you help, Lord? Um, would you help us to release and relinquish these worries? Help us to turn from them, Lord, and to turn to you, Lord. Help us to open our hands and release them, Lord, and to just receive what you have for us, Lord, the peace and the freedom, Lord, that comes from, from that release, Lord. So we just pray for each one here now in Jesus' name. So the first key to freedom is that I want us to remind ourselves that Father loves and cares for each one of us. He loves and cares for each of us. And the passage we read, it says, he knows what we need. And in in verse 30, it says, for the pagan world runs after all these things. Don't worry, don't run after those things because the pagan world runs after all such things and your father knows that you need them so there's a contrast there between the pagan world and and us our world because we we're we're in this pagan world but we're not of it we have a father so things are different for us (laughs) praise god we have a father who loves us and cares for us but in the midst of all that worry we can we can lose sight of that. And actually only one chapter ago in Luke 11, remember we did the Lord's Prayer and Jesus teaches his disciples how to pray and he starts off with our Father, our Father in heaven. And I remember David said when he was teaching us that day, he said, you know, our Father in heaven, as close as he could be, as close as he could be, he's closer than... He's closer than every breath that we take. Our Father in heaven. Find this wee poem online. I'm just going to read it. I think it's um, a lady called Elizabeth Shaney. And it's a conversation between a robin and a sparrow. (laughs) Said the robin to the sparrow, I should really like to know why these anxious human beings rush about and worry so said the sparrow to the robin, friend, I think it must be that they have no heavenly father, such cares, such as cares for you and me. So let's remind ourselves that father loves us and he cares for us and he sees what we need. And when you start your prayer time, what I do and what I've been doing for a good many years is just um, present myself to God. This is where I'm at, Lord. I'm struggling with this and this. I'm failing, whatever. But the next stage when I present myself to God before his throne and in his presence is I attend to who he is and just take a moment to just remember that he is our father who loves and cares for us. He's our good shepherd as well. And he's the one who sees and he's the one who's there. And he knows what we need. And so us today as children of God, 
following Jesus, there is a security in who we are as his precious child that no one can take from us. He not only knows what we need, he knows what we're worrying about, he knows that thing that's niggling at you and he cares about it. And it might seem really trivial, but he cares. And another one of my passages whenever I was a kid, and I still love it, <laughs> was this one from First Peter chapter 5, verse 7, which I'm sure you all know. And many's the time I read it whenever the children are worried. We read it to them. And I think it's probably highlighted in all of our Bibles. It's casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. And just love that imagery of casting. It's like, it's not just giving your cares to God, it's like throwing them on him as far away from you as can be and just casting them upon him because he cares for you. Because he cares for you. Every single one of you here, he cares for you. Allow that to soak in. He cares for you. Just say it to yourself. He cares for me. He cares for me. And, you know, the context in which this epistle was written, it was was really worrying times where these Christians were being persecuted and oppressed and they were in danger and they were living in times of uncertainty. And so, like, however big the care is, you can cast it, you can release it. And will that sort it out? (laughs) Will you escape whatever it is? Not always. But will you be upheld? Will you be carried? Will you be loved through it? Always. 100% always. So that's our key number one. Remember, Father loves and cares for you. Number two is recognize it or name it. And we talk about naming it to tame it, whatever it is. So recognize when you're worrying. You see, sometimes you might realize, you might just feel a heaviness on you. And actually, you might even feel it in your body. Um, so it might be sore tummy, sore neck, sore shoulders, sore head. You can sometimes feel it on your body. And a good question to ask is, what, what am I worried about? Am I worried about something? Many of the time I say that to myself. Or I say, Lord, am I worried about something? Because I feel that weight, feel that heaviness. Um, and I just, I was thinking about a time a few years ago now and I came out of work one day in Lurgan and I came into Sports Direct and I realised, I was just walking around the shop and I realised, I don't feel good. I feel like this, like, heaviness on me. It wasn't just because it was in Sports Direct, I know what David's thinking. Um, yeah, I just felt this weight on me, this heaviness. And I said to myself, I'm worried about something. <laughs> what am I worried about? What am I worried about, Lord? Am I, what is it? And as I was standing in the shop, I realized I'm worried, actually. I'm worried about the fact that I don't know if there's going to be more funding for this job whenever, um, you know, I don't know how long this funding is for. I don't know when that's going to run out. I realized that actually below the surface, I was worried about that and carrying that like heaviness on me. And it surprised me. And worries like that, it can sneak up and sneak in and it can come in disguise. So recognize it, name it. Um, and it might come even in a thought. Um, like the, the two 
the two words, what if. <laughs> if you notice what if there, you can, you can bet that there'll be a wee bit of worry creeping in, or if only, um, or should I have, or I should have. So just be aware of those kind of, the snakiness of worry. Um, and so I had to actually, you know, reassess, where is my security? Like, I, why am I worrying about this? Um, and it didn't dissolve automatically as a process of releasing that and recognizing I have a father who father loves and cares for me. And so I was carrying a burden I did not need to carry. It was heavy. And what a waste of time and energy and what a distraction that was for me. And I was telling Christine, just like a few weeks ago, I was in the very same spot in Sports Direct. <laughs> and it just came back to me in a flash um, of those few years ago where I was standing in this very spot and I felt the heaviness and I felt the worry. And I thought, wow, you know, um, actually it would have been okay what a waste of time what a waste of energy what a waste that that worrying was that heaviness was and do you know do you know what even if that funding had have ran out it would have been okay because father loves and cares for me and he's faithful and so the next point which leads on from there is that we need to do a heart check so if you find yourself worrying about stuff whatever it might be, just press pause. So recognize that you're worrying and then you do a heart check. Uh, and what do I mean by that? Well, so as I said, often the worry is on the surface and there's something deeper below the surface. And um, so in that case, which I mentioned, it was, it was me, it was my security had kind of, was meant to be in father and his protection and his um, care. <laughs> but somehow it had got dislodged. And I don't know if you remember back, but we did Christ Empowered Living and we did Freedom in Christ. And like the whole kind of foundation of those two courses is that we have these needs as humans. We have needs for security. We have need for significance. We have need for self, feeling of self-worth. And if those three needs, which are legitimate needs, Security, significance, self-worth. If those three are not being met out of our identity, out of our relationship with Father God and with our relationship with Jesus and in the fullness of the Holy Spirit, then that will, that will manifest in some way in our life. And it might manifest in fear or worry or um, it, I don't know what it might look like, but it will look like something and there'll be symptoms of that. So it's really, really important to just check in, go and sit with Father God and ask Holy Spirit to just illuminate. Is there something not right within me? Am I off center? It's a wee bit like the pottery. If it's off in any way off center, then there is potential for the thing to go very, very wonky and to be pulled all out of shape. But if it's centered, then everything is smooth and peaceful and um, it's, where, it's where it's meant to be. And so, yeah, so do a heart check. <laughs> um, the next key to freedom from worry 
is I would say don't label yourself or others. I'm sure you've heard it said and you've maybe said it. He's just a worrier or she's just a worrier or I'm just a worrier. And so if you catch yourself saying that, no, take that label off you. You're not just a worrier. He or she is not just a worrier. That's not your identity. You know, um, we have been given a spirit of power, <laughs> of love, of sound mind. Our identity is a child of God. We're chosen, we're beloved, we're cared for. Our identity is not a worrier or, or anything else, you know, any other labels that might have been put on you. Just remove those labels by the spirit that they do not belong to you. And whilst it is true that certain dispositions are more prone to worry, yeah, me, <laughs> I'm the one who goes into a shop and if there's no customers, I'm worried that they'll be able to pay their rates. I'm worried about the stock that maybe they've bought in that's too much. I'm worried about whether they're stressed and then a worry that I didn't buy anything. <laughs> so like, I know what it is to kind of have that predisposition where you're tuned in to the worries even of others and in a way you know in a way that's a blessing because if you're like that then you have to totally depend on father god you can't live like that and um and experience any level of enjoyment of your life you have got to be totally in communion with god almost every moment of every day so kind of a blessing in disguise but but those worries are not mine to keep those worries are not ours to keep so don't label yourself or others next one is and it's this one is a really really important one actually a really important question to ask that thing that you're worrying about could i ask you is it inside your control or is it outside your control really really powerful I've seen many people get freedom <laughs> freedom from anxiety and worry and those that have been really stuck this little question is it inside your control is it outside your control and sometimes we draw a circle and we actually put the stuff that's in your control in the circle everything outside the circle is what's outside your control everything that's outside the circle must be released relinquished and as Christians we are so privileged because we can release that everything outside of our control everything outside of the circle we can release that into the hands of our loving father but you know those that don't know God those that aren't Christians they still have to release that somewhere but we are so privileged because we can give it into father's hands we can cast it actually over to him um, and what, you know, what sometimes we do is even cut the, do it on paper and cut everything that's outside your control that you've written outside the circle. You cut it off and you scrumple it up and you cast it, cast it into the hands of, of Father God. So that one, please um, take that one on board. It's really, really important. Give everything outside your control into the hands of God. The next one is... Talk to someone. <laughs> you might need to talk to someone. Now, the funny thing is, in the middle of preparing this sermon, 
I was down in my room and um, on my rocking chair and someone came in and <laughs> someone came in and she said to me, I'm really worried about something. <laughs> and I thought, yes, <laughs> yes, well done, because that's how family is meant to operate. That's what we're meant to do. And it's the same in the family of God. We are brothers and sisters with a loving father. And, you know, we have to honor the systems that actually God has put in place to deal with worry. We're not meant to carry everything um, by ourselves all the time. And, you know, community is his idea and family is, is his idea. So, yeah, do you know, whenever you actually open up and talk to someone about this thing that's niggling you, it can just give you such a release and freedom. And sometimes you just need another perspective. And we were able to talk it through and we were able to sort it out. And it wasn't that difficult. It wasn't a big deal. But sometimes if you hold that to yourself and you try and fix it yourself, it can end up being way bigger. So, yeah, so let's honor the system that God has um, instituted like the let's honor the fact that he uses community and he uses each of us and you might be today the person that someone else needs to just to be there for and just look at and ask are you okay and that other person might just need to say like you know no I'm not okay I'm worried about something and there's so much power in that and it can take courage to do that but it's really really important because we're a body and we're a family. And the next one is focus. And so if cares are meant to pull you out and distract you and pull you in loads of different directions, then the opposite of the opposite of that is focus. And you know, focus on Jesus, focus on his kingdom, focus on Father God and who he is. Put him first. So set aside maybe a wee bit more time for him. Um, centering prayer recognizing he's with you recognizing he's with you in the circumstance that you're worried about second corinthians 4 18 it says we fix our eyes not on what is seen but what is unseen since what is seen is temporary and what is unseen is eternal and in verse 33 um it actually jesus <laughs> Jesus, um, we'll just go to it actually, 12.33. So Jesus then, he's talked about worry and, and he goes down, he says, seek his kingdom, focus on the kingdom and these things will be given to you as well. And then he goes on to talk about the kingdom. He says, don't be afraid, little flock. Your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. There's good things for you. Kingdom purposes. And then... Jesus says, actually, sell your possessions. Totally let go of that worry about stuff. <laughs> go the opposite way. Sell your stuff. Give to the poor. Open your hands. Totally open your hands and relinquish the worry. And bless others. Have a kingdom mindset where you, the, you take up the kingdom mandate, which is to love God, love others with a new freedom when you've let go of the worry. So Jesus is saying, no, <laughs> focus on the kingdom. Focus on what I've asked you to do. Forget about all that other stuff. Let, it, let go of it. Don't let that be where your focus is. 
So, yeah, let's do the opposite of what the enemy wants to do. He wants to pull us out. He wants to distract us. Let's focus. Whatever that looks like for you. Number, the next one <laughs> is to receive. Receive his peace. So we have released. We can now receive. Isaiah 26, 3, it says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stead on you, focused, fixed on you, because he trusts in you. So this flows out of the focus. If you release, then you're, you're, you, have, you have space, you have hands and heart that you can receive. Just love the imagery of that. Receive his peace. And peace is so important. In John 20, um, Jesus says to his disciples, three times he says, peace be with you, peace be with you, peace be with you. And he says, you know, before um, he was about to leave them, he's about to send them out. They were about to face worrying times and Jesus knew what was ahead of them. He knew they were going to, they're going to need my peace. He said to them, Peace be with you. I'm sending you. As the Father has sent me, even so I'm sending you. But not without his peace. And when he said this, he breathed on them. And gave them the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. So receive his peace. Receive more of his spirit. Because peace brings strength and it paves the way for joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. But this peace paves the way for joy. It's hard to experience that lightness and that joy when you're burdened over with the heaviness and the weight of worry. So receive that peace. And lastly, overflow, overflow, overflow. Overflow in generosity and love. For others, we've spoke about that, how Jesus said, actually sell your stuff, give, look at others, love others, love God, love others, overflow, overflow, overflow. And we can overflow in that peace because I can bet you that if, you know, we replace worry with peace, that that will be evident, that will look like something, that will impact our workplaces, our relationships, our family like that will overflow out of us and to live a life of overflow. There's something beautiful and powerful in that because it's not striving. It's just out of relationship, out of love and it just overflows. And we can overflow in worship as we have a new lightness in our spirits and we can be diffusers of peace to others. And so we're just going to, I'm going to just invite you to pray and invite the worship um, team. Let's, let's worship, let's overflow in worship. I'm going to just lead us to pray. We're going to pray together. Like I can't go back to that wee Linda in the first slide and tell her like, wise up, stop worrying. You don't need to worry. You've got a father. Father loves and cares for you. I wish I could go back and I wish I could tell her I can't do that. But what I can do is, and what we can do is we can, we can go to, I can go to the Linda of now. We can speak to our own souls now. 
and we can say, don't worry, do not worry. Father loves and cares for you. Father loves and cares for you. Receive his care. Receive his love. Let's honour his presence. He's here. He's here and he cares. Father is here by his spirit and he cares. He cares about the thing that's worrying you, that's burdening you down. He cares about the heavy weight that you can feel on your shoulders. He cares about that. And he wants you to relinquish that. You've carried it for long enough. It's distracted you for long enough. And often there's a process with things. But you know, sometimes there's a suddenly and there's a release and there's a breakthrough. And I have just been praying that Lord, Holy Spirit will bring breakthrough. And just there's something powerful, just if you consider your hands and the worries that you are holding. And it's just symbolic. It's just symbolic. But sometimes the visual is actually quite helpful. So just visualize yourself. And what are those worries that you're carrying, that you're holding, that are weighing on you? Can you just... Can you just gently just open your hands and release those and relinquish those? Can you just give that over right now? You've carried it long enough. Can you release it by the power of the Spirit into the hands of a loving God? If it's outside your control, then you must. You must give it over to Him. You can do nothing about it. Just release it and actually cast it cast it before him because he cares the worrying won't help you just cast it before him and let's focus <laughs> let's focus on him on his kingdom on his purposes on others let's focus on others let's love others like never before let's be generous and give because we're going to have more space and lightness in our spirits let's overflow <laughs> And just with those open hands and open hearts, Holy Spirit, come. Would you fill us, Lord? Would you give us your peace in a fresh, new way, Lord? Bring new freedom, Lord. Show us what freedom looks like, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit, and give the peace that passes all understanding, Lord. It may not make sense to have peace with everything that's going on. Peace in grief. Peace in suffering. Peace no matter what, because it's a peace that passes all understanding. And it's for you today. He has gifts of peace for you. And he has purpose for you. And before he sends you out and before he, he gives you people to talk to and things that you need to do, and even in your job, even in your family, breathe on us, Holy Spirit, and receive his peace replace the worry turn away from the worry and turn towards him and his love and his care and his peace and then let's overflow let's overflow with worship 